finish. I know you're alive and God's that finish. I know you're alive. God's not finished. I know you're alive and God's that The devil's alive and now he's been. The devil's alive and now he's been. The devil's alive and now he's been. Yo, welcome to Uncultured Bias Podcast. I'm your host, Kamara Williams. Yo, um, I found this song particularly fascinating and appropriate. Um, it's called God's Not uh, Finished Yet on his uh, latest album. Uh, of course, we're talking about Kanye. Uh, not only is the album laced with like heavy Christian ideology, it also speaks to the creator himself. And, you know, no, I'm not talking solely about God. Or maybe I am. Yes, the song repeats the line, God is not finished. And often, line, often um, that line is used by Christians detailing their faith walk and their inevitable stumble and God's continual molding of their perfect beings in his image. I think this plays similar to the artist who deems himself a cultural God, even going so far as naming his album Jesus. It's no secret that a person who sees himself, albeit very egotistically, as some type of music deity, will feel like his works are never completely finished. And there's a reason why. The life of Pablo and, and Ye and the preceding albums, even uh, the album he did for uh, Nas, they felt like incomplete works. God's not finished. This album undoubtedly, undoubtedly will be deemed as Kanye's probably most personal album, but also be considered most skewed and I would even say probably most divisive. Um, those who are saying everything from it's trash to... It's the greatest thing they've ever heard. I personally have been pondering this album since its release on how to envision it. Asking the question, how do we evaluate art? How do we proper, how do we put faith in this proper context? Can we properly categorize something that is as flawed as the being who made it? There are people who are going to be receiving this music and receiving this album because it's deeply personal to them because it really inflects on how they view faith and their personal walk with God. And there are those who actually will look at the album and say, listen, it's just a hip-hop album, and I'm looking at it through that particular lens. Are both fair? Absolutely. Are both right? Absolutely. Is either one wrong? No. Lately, I've been fascinated with this, as of late, this show called The Hype. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's on HBO. It's this amazing reality show that detailing the idea between streetwear and regular fashion. More importantly... 
it introduces the world of streetwear um, to mainstream America. Now, for someone like myself, who's a, con- con- a connoisseur of like all things culture, especially about things bred out of the world of hip hop, I'm already intrigued. But then you tie in fashion and you got me hooked. Uh, but here's the thing. As much as I'm a man of culture and fashion, I felt like I was a little bit out of my element learning exactly what is a fire look in streetwear. And I will tell you that there is a fine line between what is considered a hot look and hot, hot garbage. By the end of the competition, I feel like I'm now finally fully understanding and disenraptured in this world. But most importantly, I appreciate the art that is streetwear. The funny thing is, streetwear has been around for decades. One of the most influential progenitors of streetwear, for modern culture in particular, is none other than Kanye. He has found himself a now, now so deep within the fashion world that he's created these things called Yeezys that sell out, and it's by Adidas, that sell out like at every turn. And a clothing collection that, well, some may think it looks ridiculous. I think specifically it's, you know, it caters to specifically those who understand his vision and his style. Now, I will joke that a few years ago he came out with a campaign that looks something like closer to Zoolander's Dear Elite campaign. But there's no denying that he has become the master of his own hype beast, which is particularly what streetwear is about, right? Because this is actually the heart of streetwear. And that's actually, hype is what's, always considered like what's next and Kanye is the modern god of hype and the modern god of the carnival so it's no wonder that his music became the showcase for this type of hype a performance and the extraness that only was appropriate for God himself so we'll get we're going to actually talk about things like in this album that really um, you know dissected and just try to get an approach and Really just try to go through with it. But before we get into that, I just want to tell everybody, welcome to Uncultured Bias Podcast. I'm your host, Kamara Williams, obviously. Uh, thank you, all for uh, joining us on this pod. Um, this is a special pod. I actually recorded a pod uh, the day before with my boy, Lyndon, and it was actually a great episode. And I, But I warned him. I said, yo, Kanye's album drops are going to have to, like, you know, put your stuff to the side. But it's a great, great pod. We're going to release that. But, um, you know, I say all that to say I want to give a shout out to those who are uh, listening to the pod and, you know, have left reviews on Apple in particular. Um, those mean a lot. Not only does it help with um, just the algorithms of the, how Apple evaluates the pods, but it also, you know, it's great just to see feedback from those who listen. If you're on Apple or Spotify, continue to share the podcast. You can also listen to podcasts on KamaraWilliams.com, as you know. You can share that. And honestly, I would always say my, you know, my final ask is just continue to share it with your friends, text message, whatnot. Um our sponsors for this week are MyCompassTaxAdvisors.com. If you're interested in starting a business and need to know the difference between the LLC, S-Corp, understand the tax consequences, then contact CompassTaxAdvisors.com. You can reach that at MyCompassTax.com or 850-273-7193. Um, if you are in the market for real estate, uh, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at 407-680-8510 or www.KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com. And of course, if you're in the market for um, guardianship, probate, uh, real estate, business law, um, contact us at swtglaw.com at 888-798-4529 or 888-SWTGLaw.com. All right. Got all that. And, you know, I'm going to bring in my boys. Um, I don't know what they're going to say about this album, but, um, you know, introduce first Rob. Are you still here? Oh. <laughs> all right, Ken, I'm going to introduce you. Ken, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, um, my name is Kenneth. I am 
a Kanye West fan, so this is going to be slightly biased, but I am going to be a, as objective as possible. That's not possible. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> everybody knows who you are, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello? Yo, what's that? What's up? What's up? What's going on, Cam? What's yeah. going on, Cam? What's Let's, going on? Uh, well, uh, highly anticipated pod we got here. Yeah. Highly anticipated. 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 That is a fair way to say it. All right. Um, so let's just start off with it. I don't know what your thoughts are. I kind of know what Ken's thoughts are. He's already let the cat out of the bag. But uh, let's just start it off. Rob, what did you think about the the album? Um, I'm going to go into a lot more detail later. Yeah. Uh, but um, I thought it was a solid album. You thought it was solid. Okay. I thought I thought it was a solid album. Um, I thought it was a uh, con- uh, contemporary Christian, a solid contemporary Christian album. Mm. Okay, I got to be honest. I did not expect you to go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did yeah. not expect you to, to say it was a solid album. I I did not expect to go that way either. Um, we'll get into it, but I, you know, I was not anticipating this album anymore. Yeah, I anticipated it a month ago. Yeah. But I no longer was anticipating this album to the point where I did not listen to it all Sunday on purpose. Yeah. And um, I felt there were more important family things to do yesterday. Um, so I chose not to listen. <laughs> but listen, I think it was a solid contemporary Christian album. Okay. All right, Ken. Go full fanboy. Tell me what your thoughts are. No, no, not gonna go full fanboy. What I am gonna say is, I, I, he gave me more than what I anticipated. I thought it was gonna be a good album. Um, I think cohesively it works very. It, it runs through, even though it's twenty seven tracks. And granted, eight of those tracks are like sort of kind of like remixes, but yeah. <laughs> you know. But either way, he, um, it's a. It is a solid, like we're up there. It's a solid album. Now I'm not gonna be like everybody on the internet. Like this is life, right? Like I'm <laughs> right. It's the album of I'm, life. That's what it said. Some people, it's not the album for the year. It's the album of life. That's album what, of life. Yeah. I was like, okay. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna okay. do that because you know, to me again, this is not his best album. But again, this is a different Kanye from what I think is the best album. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very, and we'll we'll walk into that. Um, I'm going to ask a question though, Ken, like, what did you think about my opening? Not, and it's like, as far as like, you know, did you love it or anything? But like, what'd you think about what, what I was, um, just what message? you said was you made valid points in the sense of where Kanye started from to where he is now. It's, it's, it's two different people. So the problem is people are expecting what college grad, you know, college dropout, college dropout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rat, graduation. Yeah, graduation, yeah. Like, if you like, as a fan, every album Kanye has given me has been different. Nothing has been the same. He's never given you two back to back. Like, besides late registration and maybe graduation, I think after, late. I think late late registration is more or less more into college um, college dropout than graduation. Yeah. So I mean, so you had college dropout and then late registration, and then after that, every album after that was different. He's yeah. giving you different albums every time. Like, there's never been. Yeah, 
because the graduation was actually it felt more like a big concert record or uh, album. Yeah. yeah, he had he had more main I would say mainstream. I mean, he had more radio friendly songs for the most part. It was big. It was you know it yeah. was like, um, and then you go from graduation to eight oh eight, which is a turn. It's a decidedly different. It's a decidedly pointed turn away from graduation. Yeah. You know, and then you go from my dark twisted fantasy. You got life of Pablo, Jesus. You, you know what I'm saying? Yay! Like it, it's never the same album. But the one thing I know he's always going to have for me is production. Production is always going to be a one, mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody says. You know, I know the Neptunes got, you know, the producers of the century. Cool. Okay. Kanye has always given me great production. And that's the one thing I can say that he he can hang his hat on. Like lyrically, sometimes, you know, it's it's not the greatest lyrics every now and then. Mm-hmm. But you know, production is 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 top notch. And and like you said in your in your intro, is it trash to some people? Yeah. You know. There's always trash, right. you know. Is it life to some people? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna go that far. Right. But this is all. This is all album. And yeah, Rob, what are your thoughts? Just to kind of echo y'all sentiments, I break this down into um, pre-Jesus and post-Jesus. Mm. Pre-Jesus had us in the club. Had us bumping our speakers in the car, you know. You had, he had at least what two or three tracks that you could hear at a at a local club or your local happy hour and in, in out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and post Jesus, they're kind of few and far between. And because he evolved himself into a different artist, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us want the old Kanye. I've, I've said it at times before, yeah. personally, um, but the old Kanye is just that, the old Kanye, he, he's gone. And he's moving, he's moved on to a different sound and a different focus. And so, you know, clearly over the past few years, his focus has been on his faith and in his belief system and so forth. Um, I compared this album. I said, I said to my homeboy, I said, this is uh, a hip hop version of Sunday service. He wouldn't be Kirk Flecken so bad. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. This, this was a hip hop version of Sunday service. This, um, so if that's the time that you're on and if that's the kind of vibe that you're feeling, you kind of like this album. Right. If that's not the time that you're on, if that's not the Kanye that you want, you're going to trash this album. Right. It's pretty much as simple as that. Um, one of my best friends, I said, yo, what you think about it? He's like, eh, not not a fan of it. Um, sounds like uh, Jesus Walks and um, the joint with uh, Chance the Rapper. Um, yeah. Uh, ultra High Light Beam. Ultra Light Beam. Sounds like Ultra Light Beam on, on a thousand. Yeah. But his, and, and in his opinion, he was like, you know what? If this is what time he's on, eh, it's okay. I'm straight. I'll just listen to the old Kanye. I'd ra- I'd rather listen to uh, a Lecrae 
for somebody if that if this is the time that he's on right now. Right. And right. you know, I respect it. I respect that opinion. Uh, but you know, for me, in a in a certain mindset, um, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay with with what I heard. I I will come back to it. I will listen. I will you know. I'm not coming back to all 27 tracks. I'm Absolutely not. <laughs> it will not be a bunch of uh, straight playthroughs yeah. of, okay, start to finish, but I'm going to pick and choose probably about seven to 10 tracks. Then I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to put these seven to 10 tracks together. Put it in a rotation. And, yep. Yeah. And when I'm in the mood for it and when I'm in the, and I'm in that vibe for it, I'm going to play it right. and enjoy it. Right. So let me just say this. Um, I'm going to take the position on this pod of not saying thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm going to evaluate it from why the album's good and then why the album's trash. Okay? But uh, before I get into that, I want to, you know, there are people saying that, you know, we mentioned some say, oh, it's the album of the year. And I don't don't agree with that. Um, And there are some people saying, you know, it's the album, you know, it's the worst album of the year. I don't agree with that either. But I want to play a clip from somebody who I did think had the album of the year. You and I, Rob, disagree on this one. But I think someone who had the album of the year personally, um, Tyler, the creator, and he actually had an interview with Hot 97. And in that interview, it was a well, really great interview um, with Ebro and um, Peter Rosenberg and all that. But there was one particular section that I thought was great. I think was really appropriate to this particular pod. So bear with me. That's I part. miss more nuance and it's some nuance stuff out there. I'm not saying overall it's gone, but it's like, hard to find it. Well, social media does not lend positively to original thought. We wake up, we look and see what is everyone else doing. Yeah. So then you want, if you want your well, algorithm to be good, you got to be a part of it. Even deeper than that, you could be following some shit that you're really interested in and you go to scroll and they didn't pump the algorithm full of shit that you're not really interested in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you'd be like, I, I don't, where's and my, again, where's that's my, our only, right. it sucks that that's our medium. For right. that information too, and then it really dictates us. Like, all right, for example, say like you go to Hype Beast, right, and they post Ron Ron just got a placa 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 placa, right? Love Ron Ron, and you read the you you read the article, and it's like ten comments, and nine out of those ten comments is like this shit trash, 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 right? That's true. Too. Cool, whatever. Two hours later, you go meet your friend at a fucking ill gay club coffee shop and fucking. I don't know, wherever the fuck, New Jersey, right? That's what Ebro be on. <laughs> you in there? Jersey, that's Ebro. Gay club coffee shop. Coffee shop in Jersey. You drinking the ill cappuccino, right? And your homie's like, yo, you heard about Ron Ron new shit? You're more so probably going to say, yeah, I heard about it, man. People not fucking with it. Right. Uh, right? Facts. He's going to say, people not fucking with it? Yeah, people, I'm seeing people think that shit trash, mm. right? His reference point now of that thing existing is like, damn, people ain't fucking with it. Right, right, right. right. You think people not fucking with it. That shit sells out in 10 minutes. The people that it was catered to love it. It's the best thing. His shit go up. IPO going to go crazy. You don't really give a fuck about it. But the perception is that people don't fuck with it because your fucking gauge of if it's good or not is based off of the Comments. phone. It was off the phone. But you don't see, I always think it's funny when people be like, oh, I ain't heard Tyler shit in real, I'll be outside, I ain't heard his shit in real life. I don't be here, I ain't seen one of his shirts in real life. It's like, do you realize the bubble you live in? Nah, people <laughs> do, do you realize like the eight friends you hang out with or the small city that you never leave is not the rest of the world? 
Do you understand that? Oh, I never, just because you haven't seen doesn't exist. I be letting it, it, people live with that mind state. I got cars that you probably never been in the back of that. And it's a whole world of guys in a certain tax bracket that drives these things, but you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't, you can't live life like thinking that things doesn't exist or this means that just because the only place you're, you know, getting your information from. See, what you're having by. is you're having actually curious, curious intellectual thought about something. And nuanced yeah, conversation. And nuanced combo, <laughs> which is why you're where you are. Correct. And there are other people that you're surrounded by that are also where they are because of the same yeah. curious nature. So I, it goes on and on. And I really did love that interview. Um, you know, it's like three more minutes of that clip and he keeps delving into that idea of curious intellectual thought and operating within the bubble of your, of your world and saying that, oh, you know, just because something is you know, trash or something is amazing doesn't mean that's what it is. It just means in your world, that's the reality. It doesn't make that reality false. It doesn't make that reality, you know, uh, the most uh, accurate testimony to what it is. It just means that's what it is to your world. And sometimes we fail to understand the creation of our bubble. We just think like, oh, I've seen on social media, people say, this album's trash. This is the worst album. And I'm just like looking at my algorithm like, that's interesting. Because I go another, I go to, it's another sector of uh, Twitter, and they're like, "Yo, this is the best album. This is amazing." You know, like, and at, what I'm fascinated with is like, what are people listening to? How are people receiving art? Um, I made it a point to talk about the show, The Hype, and um, you know, Ken and I joked about. Ken said uh, he's, you know, he's not fucking with the hype. He's like, I, I, I just like I, I watched it and I didn't get it. You know, <laughs> he's like, I didn't get it. It was like he was like, I'm a t-shirt and sweats. You know, and and some Jay's guy like I, but you know, you watch it and it's like that's not real, but it's a an entire world that exists that people delve into, and that's a real thing. The new series on um, HBO that Issa produced um, about the kids in California. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so wifey and I, uh, we were like, oh, okay, new Issa Ray series. We gonna check it out. See what see what we got here. Right. Um, Watched the first episode. Said, "Yeah, we're never gonna watch that again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bunch of twenty something twenty some year olds. Yeah, trying to figure out life. Yeah, still yeah. dealing with adolescent issues and adolescent <laughs> relationship pro- problems that we have absolutely no interest in watching. Right? Am I gonna go out and say it's a bad show on my social media? No. It's just not for me. Yeah. And that's, but there's there's a there's a twenty some year old somewhere else that's like, yo, I love it. This, I love it. This is actually better than insecure. It's better than insecure. Right. Yeah. Go figure. And that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I like me, okay, I'm an educator, so I work with a bunch of kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I purposely try to listen to as much music and, and I got a 14 year old daughter. So I try to listen to as much music as possible. So I know what these kids are referencing and I don't get it. I, I just, I try. I don't, I don't, I don't, I never listen. I always tell people I can't call it trash if I haven't listened to it. Mm-hmm. So I've listened to godly amounts of music. Like I listen to a lot of music so I can understand what the trend is, what's yeah. going on. And 
Can I tell y'all something? I literally go to like six people on my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> As as far as albums and I, I and I go back to those because it's a comfort zone. I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and when those when those artists release their music, I go and I and I listen to it. But like you said, I'm I don't I can't listen. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I don't I don't I don't live that life. But I try to get an understanding of what's going on, so I can at least say, okay, this is what they're into. This is what's going on. At least I can I can have a conversation and and say, hey, you know this beat that's on that song? You should go listen to the original person that created it, which is probably like, you know, I had I told kids about Outcast. They looked at me like I was who's Outcast? I said, you know what? I gotta walk out the door. I just I, <laughs> I left. But um again, like you were saying, first of all, a side note. I can't stand Ebro and Rosenberg, but that's just my personal issue. We're gonna move on on, on from that. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> um, but what Tyler is saying is correct. Your social your social media is what's guiding you. Well, first of all, y'all already know I'm not on any of that stuff. Yeah. So social media can't guide me to do anything because I just don't. I'm not on it. Right. Um, but people are easily. Like he said, if ten people are saying it's trash, 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 and his homeboy, homegirl saying it's trash, automatically in that kid's or person's brain, that album must be trash. Right. But did he even listen to it? Yeah. Everybody, right. everybody's saying the album's trash. So you know what? It must be trash. And then it kind of goes in this whole thing of like it's, it becomes popular to be a part to of it. to hate it. Like it be it becomes yeah. popular to like I don't like it because this person doesn't like it, and I trust what they're saying. And it's like, well, do you really? Do you really hate it, or why do you hate the album? Like, can you, or why do you hate art? Because my thing is, like, I, I, I've come from a space now. I look at art differently. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even say someone is like, even artists I don't listen to. Man, I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not gonna say it's trash because I'm yeah. like, that's it's art. How can I? I've gotten to a space in my life because I'm an artist. You know, I, I like to, I like to write. I'm po- so like to me, if it resonates with somebody, then how can I say it's trash? Like, you can't interpret art. And when you get to a space, you can't interpret art as that's terrible because if it resonates with a certain sector of the world, like it may resonate. The hype, it's a perfect example. That resonates with a certain sector of the world. You may not dress like any of the people on there and you never will. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that it's not real. It doesn't mean it's, oh, these people dress terribly. No, in that, in that world, they dress, they're, they dress they're fly. like they're fly. And you can't tell them nothing. And if you don't see it that way, you're out of it. And, and you know what? A barometer that I use to to look at artists that I'm not really into is I look at like live shows that they put on, mm-hmm. and I look at their their fan base in that crowd of those live shows. Yeah. And how much does he ha- does that artist he or she have their fan base moving? Yeah. Like I, there are artists where I'm like, I'm not a fan of them, but I'll pull up a YouTube video of a live show. And I'm like, man, I really like his energy though. Yeah. I don't know what the heck he's saying. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into the lyrics. I'm not really feeling the songs, but this group of people that he has at his they show, love, <laughs> love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I respect, yeah, I respect 
the energy. I respect the art right. of even if I'm not for it, I respect who it is for. Right. So to that point, there was um, I was I was um, on me and the wifey were on vacation, but um, little little baby came to Orlando and a lot of people went to that show. And I was thinking to myself, I, you know, Rob, you know, I love live concerts. But in my mind, I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no interest in seeing little baby in concert. <laughs> I was like, I have no, no interest in seeing him in concert. Like nothing about his style, uh, like it draws me to be like, I need to see him live. Like I'm like, I can listen to him from a distance. I can listen to him on the radio. And I like some of the, I can listen to him in certain, certain songs. And I like some of his verses, but I don't feel the need. But Tyler Creator's coming in March of 2022. I definitely want to yeah. check out Tyler. You know, like I'm definitely checking out Tyler, you know, and so like, but that doesn't mean one is better than the other. It just means that's who I'm fucking with. You know what I mean? That's just what I'm dealing with right now. You know, and And that's all it is, is like with music. Right. That's the problem. Like nothing. Okay. There are some things that are just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Right. But most of the time that's because it's the sound, the engineering, the mixing. It's just, it's just terrible quality. But somebody is loving that. But at the moment, you know, like music is all about, like right now, Kanye is technically, he, he, he fooled us. And when I say that is, he gave you, what, four live or- I, I want to get into that. Let's, that's a, there's a part of this podcast I want to delve into the carnival oh, okay. aspect of yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that is a whole thing. Um, what I do want to talk about, though, is, you know, Rob, we you mentioned it earlier, um, and you know, and Ken, you you kind of touched on it, where Kanye was and where he's at in his life. I feel like that is really where people are who've been following him for twenty plus years. That is the the metamorphosis of adulthood. Right. Yeah, you know, like you're not. I'm not on the time I was when I was listening to backpack rap in college. Like I, I just, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like in back in college. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I I loved, you know, college dropout. And I loved how the fact I felt like my degree was full of shit. And I wasn't, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't giving me any direction. And like, damn, like, this is just a whack ass. And I, to the point, I still feel that way, but I'm in a different space in my life. I don't feel that way about, you know, you know, the way I felt back then, 20 plus years ago. You're not supposed to. You're no. literally not supposed to. Like, if you were yeah. still on the same shit you were 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you need to, you need some serious reflection in your life. No, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> no growth. And so what I appreciate is that, Hey, you know what? I appreciate that the album doesn't sound like what he, we've heard in the past. The same thing. I felt like Jay, like I felt like I appreciated where Jay was at in his career. You know, he wasn't trying to make American Gangster t- again. He wasn't trying to make the blueprint, the r- the first blueprint, not the third one. That was ter- that was that was actually terrible. Actually, that wasn't terrible. It was a good. good it wasn't good, terrible. It was it a good. Wasn't, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was comparison to blueprint, the first blueprint. It wasn't. You know. It wasn't great. Um, but you know, uh, you know, he's not trying to make um, you know, reasonable doubt anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to do that, and he shouldn't. But like, he can't. Like, you that's can't. You're not in that space anymore. Like, I'm not <laughs> in that space. I can't. You want me, you know, you want what Jay said, you know, like my own shit, buy my old albums. Like, you can't make the same stuff. Like, I write poetry. 
Well, I one person can make the same stuff, and he's doing it over and over and oh, over again. Yeah, we we're going to talk about that person when when, when his album drops. Yes. Um, <laughs> And so, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is coming up this week. And so, um, but, you know, like I write poetry. Imagine me writing the same poetry at, at my age that I'm writing when you know, I was 19, 20. That would be ridiculous. My experiences are different. My viewpoints on the world is different. Uh, and so we have to allow artists to grow and we have to be like, we have to evaluate them not through the spectrum of, you know, what is you know, what we liked in the past, it's evaluating the spectrum of what are they trying to communicate now in their whole being. I say all that to say, I feel like Kanye's album is perfect for the generate our a lost generation of the church adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yep. the church adjacent generation is where our generation of kids, like our our generation where our parents went to church every Sunday. Every Sunday, really, and then sometimes twice, twice sometimes twice, you know. (laughs) And if you really, really bad about it, you know, you were three times a week. Yep. (laughs) You know, um, you know, religion is so intertwined within Black culture and Black community that you know it's you you can it's for everything from the style of dress to the music. You know what I mean? Like we could, it, it, it just is a signature sound of, of, of the black community. And when we found a generation of people who have walked away from the church, they're not inside the church or, you know, they say, I'm not really religious anymore. I'm spiritual. We often hear that with the generation, you know, people who, you know, there's a generation of people who rather do brunch on Sunday than go to church on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brunch Sunday Funday is a thing. Like I can't imagine Sunday Funday being a real thing twenty plus years ago. But now, that's just what it is. Brunch on a Sunday is what is where is that? Side side note: I just left Texas not too long ago. Oh yeah, they and took a took a guy's trip to Texas. Was in Houston don't for get, a couple of days. Don't get in trouble. I can't represent you. No, nah, no, nah, they- we good. We good. We good. All, good. 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 Wholesome fun with the fellas. Good okay. Wholesome fun with the fellas. A lot of Bible reading. But we, <laughs> but we went out, and the way we arranged our trip, we flew out on a Wednesday, and we were uh, um, flying back into our respective cities on Sunday. Yeah. And so we're out Friday and Saturday, and the people we're interacting with are like, "Oh, so are y'all gonna be around on Sunday?" And they're like, and we're like, oh man, we, we flying out Sunday morning. They're like, man, y'all messed up. Y'all yeah, missing out. <laughs> it's a, it all goes down on Sunday brunch. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. when it all goes down in Houston. Yeah. Sunday brunch. We were like, oh, for real? Like, yeah, yeah that's where it's at now. Yeah. That's that's church. Yeah, that's church. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for the generation our generation, the the lost church adjacent generation. I feel like this album resonates in its particular chord because it's like those who have a relationship with God, but don't go to church every Sunday or their, their relationship with God is very complicated. And I think we have to look at through the prism of not through hip hop, but like through the church adjacent. That's the way we evaluate this album. That's the way I'm looking at it. The art I'm looking at it. Like it's an art in my office or in my home. And not through the perspective of the artist, not through the perspective of Kamara Williams. 
And I, that's kind of what I've been contemplating the last few days. Like, it, you know, especially listening to this album over and over again. How, like, how are we supposed to interpret this album? You know? I think, and I think with, with the interpretation, I think it's really just based on that we said earlier. Where are you right now in your life? Yeah. Like, essentially, where are you right now in your life? Um, because there's a couple of tracks on there that hit me differently than some other tracks. Right based on where I'm at in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing I can say that this album has done well. Yeah. Is it wherever you are in your life, there's somewhere on this album that that's going to resonate with you. You know, and, and it's the problem is it may be track one or maybe track twenty six. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, you, gotta, you gotta go through it and you gotta go through it. That's a key line. You gotta go through it. That's like that's a lifeline. That's a lifeline. You gotta go through it. You know what I'm saying? Because what we all want right now, we want we want the instant like hit me hard with the fast with the with, with, with give me what I give me the, the the stuff right now instead of go through it. Like you know, I mean, I know we're gonna talk like for example, for me, there's certain artists that I don't usually listen to that Kanye has made me listen to on this album. Okay. So here's I the thing. Go ahead. We let yeah, because that's a we'll we'll dive into the artist part later because I think that's a whole another section of our conversation. That is another section. That's another pocket, right? And I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end it on end this part by saying this. Um, you know, I I, I was thinking about how this album was um, being received, and I'm in multiple text message groups. One text message group is like, yeah, I I ain't made the stank face yet. On this album, you know, and then anybody listen to hip hop, they're like, you know, the stink phase, like you were like, ooh, like you know, like what is what am I listening to, like, Mm. yeah, and and I was like, that's very true. And then another text group, you were, you guys are in this one. One of the people said it's a lot of slow songs that are too slow for me, and I'm like, that is also true. And so, um, the melodies on the album didn't didn't create what people were looking for, you know. Go ahead, Rob. So, I mean, I heard that also. Like, it's too slow. It's too melodic. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the album? Donda. <laughs> Donda. The album is about his deceased mother. Yeah. It's we not about. A, it's not. It's not a head nodder. It's not supposed to be. It's a, it's a. It's not meant to be a head nodder. It's I'm a, sorry. It's a contemplative album. It's like it's an album where he's dealing with. We keep saying all the time, you know, for the last ten years, especially, we've been saying that, you know, this guy he hasn't reconciled. Which you're not never 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 supposed to be comfortable with the death of your parents. You're never mm-hmm. supposed to be, um, especially if you love them the way you're supposed to love them, and they love you the way they're supposed to love you. It's not supposed to be an easy transition. So, um. I know people, I have friends who lost their parents and it's been like 10, 12, 15 years and it still makes them cry every time they talk about their, their parent, you know, grief. My mom does that. Yeah. Like, like I have a, I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but there's a, I have a whole thing with like me and my mom based on my grandmother passing away. And that's a riff literally between me and my mom. Right. Just, you know, just, just, you know, letting people know, like, you know, the death of a parent never goes away. And like you're saying, with Kanye, he blames himself sort of for his mom dying. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's hard. hard. 
that's a hard thing to blame yourself for the death of your parent. For the death of any loved one, that's a hard thing. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, we he's giving you, you know, maybe it was therapeutic. Maybe, you know, this is, I mean, he had to get it out and this is it. This is it. And I, I will tell you, there's something fascinating about listening to Donda West on his album. And she still sounds incredibly relevant. And so that tells you he was so he wanted to create a project. Think about this. The, he wanted to create a project with his mother. And it didn't he didn't finish the project. Yeah. And so like he thought about this 12, 10, 12 years ago. Song. She she passed in November of 2007. Think about that. So he made he had he made this prior to 2007. He had recorded, he had visions in his mind of how he wanted to curate an album. This is unfinished business. It's a it's a grieving process. So and she's talking about songs and he's intertwining songs and art in 2021. And then people are sitting there, they're gonna tell you, like, it doesn't knock the way I need it to knock. It's not supposed it's a it's, it's not supposed to knock. It's not it supposed to knock. <laughs> he's literally dealing with the grief of his mother. He's trying to reconcile his walk with his God. That's to the point cool. where you can even dive into he's maybe even appeasing his mother. There's no curse words on this album. No curse words at all. Right. And any curse word, any any artist that did curse, he bleeped it out. He bleeped it out. Well, that's another thing. I wonder if that was a universal thing. So we're going we're gonna to get into the, the circus carnival of the album. Mm-hmm. So let's actually move no, into... I think that's more of a... Well, I'm never going to get into that, but his last album... The, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, not yeah. The one, um, not the, the, the Sunday service one. Oh, so, it yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. It, it had no curses on that one either. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was Kanye. I think that's Kanye, um, fulfilling in his mind the wishes of his mother, and saying, you know what, mom, this one's for you, and I'm gonna make it appropriate for your ears in heaven. Yeah, and it, that's again someone who's who's reconciling faith and mm-hmm. how we and how we've used faith. I think that's really where we're at with it. You know, so let's actually move into the next section of this um, conversation and talk about separating the music from the man or the art from the man. And I say mm-hmm. all that to say, because I thought about this. I know it doesn't sound, it's not, it sounds crazy, but um, when Bill Cosby went, got caught up in, in, in all the foolishness, there's a lot of people say, oh, I can't listen to, I can't watch the Cosby show or Cosby show should be canceled. And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Slow down. We got to, <laughs> we got to separate the art from the man. Like the, I know it has his namesake on his show, but the Cosby that's show, show, that's a great show. And it, it is socially relevant. It still is, um, a linchpin in the black culture, black community. Yeah. We're, you don't, yeah. we're not eliminating a linchpin because of his personal life or his personal effects. Right. So people were very quick to do that. Fascinating. They couldn't do that with R. Kelly, though. And I, I agree, because R. Kelly's, you know, he's a terrible human being. Um, so, but Yeah, he is, but some agree. of his music is fire, y'all. I listen, I, I'm not listening to any R. Kelly. You know, what, you know why I can't listen to R. Kelly music? Because I always think he's singing to, like, an underage girl. And that's, and that's what I'm makes exactly. me uncomfortable listening to his music. No, I'm not listening to the music anymore, but I'm saying it's still fire. Let's not, let's not say it's not good. Uh, I can't. But, 
I can't listen. I'm, t- I'm being honest, especially having two daughters. It it really skews the way I look at the music. Like I really do think anytime, whether it's feeling on your booty or something like that, I'm like, I'm thinking it's, he's talking to a little girl. I know little I Kim, I know little Kim was in the video, but that's not what I'm envisioning with R. Kelly. I, I, you, I believe I could fly. Come on. Listen, he's singing to kids, boy. <laughs> I'm telling right, let's you. Move on. And let's move on. Move on. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, you know, listen, I could go a whole, do a whole joke, you know, like kids are fascinated nah, by nah. superheroes and jokes. And did it. No, I'm not, I'm not even going to do it. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. But anyway, um, so I say all that to say when there was a, um, this album rollout, there were a lot of people who said, and I have friends who were like, oh, y'all still fucking with Kanye? Remember that? Y'all, y'all, he wasn't too far removed from that red hat. Remember the red hat, Kanye? And I never pe- stopped. I know. I know you didn't. <laughs> and so, and then everything surrounding it, like, and then he, it was hard to separate the man from the music because, like, we didn't like the shit he was, in, he was on. We didn't like the time he was on. And it made it difficult. For a lot of people, and it, it pout, it, it they couldn't adjust their palate to evaluate the music, and that's his fault because he tied in so much of his being, yeah, into you know everything into the music. So like you, it was hard to separate it because they were like, when it's like, what, where does where does it start? Where does it end? Is did the music come before Kanye? Or did Kanye become come before the music? And there's this, this intersectionality of his being that you couldn't really diverge from because. They were all one and the same, you know. What What do you guys? What do you think? Uh, I'll start with you, Ken. Well, my perspective on a lot of things is different. So, but again, I, I can see where people are like, I can't separate what he's doing from his music because he's hurting my feelings. He's saying things that are hurtful. He's saying things that I don't agree with. He's yeah. saying things that's going slavery was a choice. Grade. Yeah, yeah. So if we say if you're doing something that's against my my views or my feelings, I, it's hard for me to say, well, you know, you know that's a you know that's a great song he had. Monster is amazing, but he's all, I can't enjoy Monster because my brain is saying he's this guy who doesn't agree with the views that I have. Right. So I understand why people could do why people would do that, and then they did do that. You know, for me, um, you know, I, I can separate anything. So it was, it was no big deal for me. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can separate them also. I can separate the man from the music, the man from the art, um, because I don't have a personal relationship with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a consumer to whatever art, whatever music that they're putting out. I can and I'm going to choose if I want to engage in it or not. So, yes, I choose not to engage in R. Kelly's art. I choose to engage in Kanye West's art. The issues that so, you know, for Kanye, it's more political. It's more philosophical issues that people have with him. With R. Kelly, it was he's a pedophile. Yeah. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah. He's a creep. OK. <laughs> That's different. I put those in two different categories for me. And so for me, just because I don't agree with your political view and your social, your your social, your social um, viewpoints, I can set that aside and say, 
you know what, but I'll still listen to your music. If this dude decides to run for office in 2024, just because I listened to his album doesn't mean I'm going to vote. vote for him. Right. I'm separate. There's there's a you there's a line that's drawn and it's in, I guess, call it cancel culture or whatever. So, oh, if if you say one thing or if you do one thing that I don't agree with, I got to cancel everything about your being and who you are and what you represent. No, not necessarily, because low key, you'd be canceling a lot more people than you think. No, that that and the fact of the matter is, um, first of all, I don't believe in cancel culture because that shit's not real. But number number two, (laughs) um, you know, it doesn't speak to human infallibility. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we're we're going to we're going to be quick to cancel people um, because we don't like the way they their missteps. Then you're going away from the opening line of that I made in this this podcast. God's not finished with me yet. Like, how can God be like? You're expecting me to be a finished product on something, and I'm not a finished product, and I'm never going to be a finished product. You know what? What is it? Uh, Kanye has a line: "Everybody lies." Yeah, you're lying to yourself right now if you think that you're a finished product. Right. But go go ahead, Ken. The problem with like the way the way I look at it is people. They they internalize it like I love I like his music and I know him personally because I see him and I know him. But if if he if his views are this way, are my views this way? Do I feel like is that is it makes him feel a certain kind of way? So instead of instead of trying to understand what's really going on, it's easier to be like cancel. You're over. Right. You're done. Get out of here. You know, and that's my issue right now. Like, I know this is going on, but like the thing with the baby right now. Yeah, what he said was stupid. But has we would anybody, say it was incredibly ignorant. Yeah, yeah. But has anybody sat down and said, "Yo, bro, you know why this is stupid, right?" Like immediately it was get rid of him, but nobody's helping him. You right. know, and in that sometimes I feel like with the well with the Kanye situation. I think a lot of people were so invested in him early on that they were hurt yeah. by what mm-hmm. he was doing. There it is. They were hurt by what he was saying. You know, I mean, this is the same guy that says Bush don't care about black people to now he's wearing a MAGA hat and, and running with Donald Trump. And now they're hurt. So when you're hurt, what do you do? You lash out. Well, how you yeah. lash out? You can uh, cancel him. Right. So, you know he's crazy, so they were lashing out, and that's just my opinion. No, and you know what? And it goes into what I was saying about what Tyler's saying. You know, now it becomes the popular thing to say, hey, "He's a trash human being. He's trash, man." You know, and it's like, but why is that popular? You know what I mean? Why is it so popular to deem him trash? And um, I I just think it it's it's a fascinating Kanye evaluating Kanye is a great study on human characterization. Of how people evaluate him, right? Like it's like I, I find it interesting to see where people view him on a spectrum. You know, you follow me, Rob? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, really he's not, like he's not in the middle. <laughs> I can tell you that. What was that? I said he's not in the middle. He's either on one side or the next. He definitely. But why can't you be? Because I feel like I'm in the middle. Nah, but we ain't talking, we're not talking about us. I mean, we're talking about what people view him on the spectrum. He either is all in or all out with him. And that's how I feel people look at it. 
I, I understand because I'm saying like for me, I can look at him and be like, I was very vocal. You know, I was very vocal about the things he said, I you know, social media wise. But I'm also someone who understands the musicality of him. And I also understand there are reasons why Kanye's trash. We'll get into that in a moment. What, you know, there's going to be a section of Kanye is trash. And so <laughs> um, I just I, I feel like, you know, we've gotten away in society of looking at things through a nuanced approach. And that bothers me hard. a lot. It's too hard. It's too hard, man. Nobody want to do all that work. It's too hard, man. And we're in a TikTok generation. Like we just want everybody to be. I, I made a joke on several months ago, and I said I, I'm the I'm the idiot that decided to do a, a um, long form conversation in a TikTok in a TikTok era. Like nobody wants to hear <laughs> like nuanced, you know, opinions or evaluations. You know, when we're used to getting one minute, two minute um, breakdowns of what's what's going on in the world. Yeah, you were talking for 30 minutes? No, I can't do that. I can't yeah, do that. Got, and I actually have friends minute. who tell me that. They were like, nah, I listened to you for like 10 minutes, man. I can't. I had, I had to log off, man. I figured out where you, I figured where you were going, and I just kind of <laughs> moved on. And I was like, I, it's, it's fascinating. That's a fascinating <laughs> thing. Because, like, how do you figure out somebody in 10 minutes? Like, that's really, you're, what you're telling me is that you're evaluating somebody on a shallow perspective. Because I can't figure somebody out in 10 minutes. I, that, Interview I did that clip I posted of Tyler was forty seven minutes into the damn interview. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I would have listened to the first ten minutes of that interview, I wouldn't have gotten that that jewel. But that's how people and operate. It's too much work, man. It's too much work. work. And everyone's in a rush nowadays. But I feel like if anything, that the pandemic in the past year and a half in our society should have taught us is to slow down. Yeah. Everything doesn't need to be in a rush. Everything doesn't need to be in a hurry. Yeah. Sometimes you need to just sit down, compartmentalize and soak it all in. Yeah. And then form your own personal opinion of it. I could have easily, like I said, um, so yesterday, uh, wifey and I, we got into uh, this great Netflix series called Clickbait. Um, if you haven't, if you're into like who done it kind of murder, you know who's the killer type of things. This series on Netflix, Clickbait, really good. Right. So it's eight episodes long. So I wake up Sunday morning and I see Kanye has dropped. I'm like, oh, Kanye dropped. Um, but in the in the midst of that. Wifey and I, you know, we woke up and we're watching the first episode of this show. And I'm like, man, this is really good. Mm-hmm. I want to keep watching. But Kanye came out. And I know everybody's going to want to talk about Kanye. But at the same time, I said, wait a minute. Kanye also was supposed to come out five weeks ago. Hey, man, don't judge my man. He's, Listen, he's, we're he's, definitely going to judge that. We're definitely going to judge that. But go ahead. Listen. With the the first listening party, quote unquote, was August twenty second in Nevada. I think. What the, uh, Atlanta? The, the one in Atlanta. No, I'm talking about. Oh, there was one, one. There was one five days earlier in Nevada. Yeah. Oh Nevada. well, there you go. So <laughs> at a church six weeks ago, <laughs> and he went on a listening party tour. Yeah. For Amen. six weeks. Yeah. Listen, in, first of all, no, wasn't six weeks, but I understand. 
and racked up money and what ended up going did so he did vegas atl twice atl twice and then chicago yeah and then said hey here i am here's my album consume it right now technically he didn't do that but go ahead no (laughs) no i'm not consuming it right now yeah because i'm gonna get to it when i get to it and that's exactly what i did now when i got to it i sat down and i'm glad i was in a mental space where where i was when i did consume it because i think i actually appreciated it a little more and i know cam was like rob i know you were ready to get on this pod and murder this album but because of where i'm at in my life and the content that was presented to me i kept an open mind and i kept a subjective open mind in hitting the play on the first track and i said oh okay i hear this and in in completion and consuming it i said to myself you know what regardless of how i personally feel about him i don't agree with the tactics on how he presented this body of work to me but now that it's here yeah i appreciate it and i will take i will take something away from it so let's dive into the the rollout Mm -hmm. and the problem of with the the rollout now there are some (coughs) cough can who think this was genius (laughs) And so it's the, best, it's the best hustle ever. Yeah. And they were like, this is the greatest rollout. And I will say, you know, undoubtedly it was the trashiest rollout. And I'm going to, this is where we're going to get into why Kanye is trash. Yep. Here we go. Let's get it. You know? And so, you know, um, at the end of the day, I look at it like, he created all this hysteria around this album. Performance art, so we'll keep moving. Incredible performance art, right? And, you know, now it has to be evaluated in a spectrum of can we, you know, we have to evaluate the entirety. We can't just separate the music from the, from the spectacle because he created mm-hmm. the spectacle. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Like, it, it's hard for them to move, remove themselves from the spectacle that was this album you know from you know justin laboy tweeting out oh this album is gonna be the album of the year it's dropping on friday me and kevin durant were dancing in the studio you know and people were like wait what what's happening what is happening like he kind of dropping an album donda album's coming out this friday and then he decides in the midst of like seven days from just laboy tweeting to you know, he does a an event, a listening session the next day at a Las Vegas church, a Nevada church, and then three or four days later, he he sells out a show in Atlanta, and the album and he sounded unfinished, no drums, just all it was just like and but we heard like this you know we heard Jay Z's on the Jay Z dropped the bar, he delivered it hours before the show, you know, We're like oh shit, this is crazy. And then, you know, he had Mike Dean in the back trying to mix the album down because the album was unmixed and everything. Come to find out he's not going to drop the album. Okay. Kind of expected that. Okay. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. (laughs) He does another show. In Atlanta. Sells it out. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Genius. You know? Decides decides to... (laughs) 
decide to um you know showcase the album with and ups the performance performance of it because the first mm-hmm. one he didn't really have a lot of performance you know um it was just him performance it was just him the second one he decides like i'm gonna really up the performance of this and he's just you know had people walking around the cylinder and it was just like it was just like this performance art that he was creating um mm-hmm. didn't drop the album still didn't drop that still didn't drop the album it wasn't. It wasn't finished yet, guys. Three weeks later, <laughs> three weeks later, he says, "I'm gonna do a show." And no, two two weeks later, he says, "I'm gonna do a show in Chicago next week." Sells out the Chicago Stadium with the and he said, "I'm building out you know my childhood home." I promise you. And in the midst of that, his his uh, producer, or excuse me, his manager says. I am going to. Um, he's definitely dropping on the twenty six. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> does the show still doesn't drop the album? Still doesn't drop the album. It wasn't ready yet, guys. So you know what happened? Universal said, "Motherfucker, album album is going to be dropped. <laughs> the album will be dropped. The album's dropped." <laughs> Somebody at Universal said, uh, "Put click album's dropped." <laughs> You can think it's later. You know what? Maybe if it came out this Friday, it probably would have been a better album that we got. But you know what? You but here's the problem it. I have, Ken. Because here's here's the literally the problem I have. Because you're gonna no, actually, you know what? I'm gonna give you your space. Can, and, and wait, wait, real quick, real quick. In the midst of these weeks that are going by, you're giving us a Twitter beef, a with, social media beef with, with some, Drake. With ten years, someone's ten years your junior, which is really, really stupid. You're getting into a rap beef into it with Drake and showing hey. and giving us screenshots of text messages. Drake so, basically, you a grown, you in your mid forties. You a grown Get man. You a grown man. You are big, the big age of forty four. You a grown man, dog. You, you, gotta man, you, gotta dog. Them know you can't. Tr- you gotta let him know you can't try. You you a grown man, dog, and so I felt like in the midst of that, it was really, and that's the thing that really bothered me. It was like you created all this, all of this Hoopla. promo, promo, fake promo. You created all this fake promo for what? For what? Like it was, it was, tra- and then even then, you get the album you drop was not finished. It wasn't. It wasn't a finished album. So you did all of this, and you still didn't complete the work. Like I understand about continue. Like the life of Pablo wasn't completed when he dropped it. Um, you know, there's there is a, a, a you know a, a story that Watch the Throne was not completed until the very last moment. Until they Jay Z pretty much forced him to drop it. Like we're no more tinkering. The album's dropping. You know, uh, and so. I just I have a problem with the spectacle of it all because yeah. you're too you are too well established for the culture to create a spectacle around your music. Like that's just that's Come ridiculous. On, Here's the thing: he is a spectacle. What are we talking about? I get it, but you are but but I'm saying that that's where the criticism starts. It doesn't end there. It starts that you you created a spectacle for no reason. People are going to listen to your music. Now you created a spectacle where like you you overhyped you try to you almost overhyped your own shit. Like if you just would have dropped it, people would evaluate it strictly through the lens of what am I getting from this art? 
But you let me ask you guys. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. But you dropped an album after four shows, six weeks, a Twitter beef, <laughs> and a and a and a social media meltdown. What are we doing? Okay. That, okay. Go ahead. Now, the pro I I get all that right, but at the end of the day, Kanye is a giant spectacle. Right, he's always been this guy. Like he's always been this. Okay. Now, this may this may have this may have been more extreme than what it usually is, but he's always been this guy. I mean, come on, man. Him and Fifty Cent had a had a had a CD off or whatever when it was graduation and massacre. I think. Oh no, not massacre. It was um, uh, graduation and um. Was know. It get get rich? Get, nah, no, nah, not no. Was, I knew. She, yeah, it was, it was, I forget it was, the album. Third, it was it was his third album. It was it was, uh, okay. it was yeah. It was but fifty cents last. His last his last decent halfway decent album. Yeah, so spectacle right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he's been doing this since two thousand what seven eight. Yeah. So again, now why with all these spectacles, with all this concert going and people going to the concert, because people are stupid. If Kanye, would, if he would have did another listening party, he would have sold that out. Sure. You know what I'm saying? My thing is this. He, I understand the anger of, just drop the album. We're going to listen to it regardless. Just drop the album, right? But It's not anger. It's just, it's, you know what it is? Is that you are a cultural linchpin. You don't need to do all this to get us to no. listen to you, to focus on you. Yeah. You don't need this. But maybe he does. Why? Do, and, and, that, no, no. and that gets into That's why do you feel the need to be, because to me, that you're acting like a, a 25-year-old by doing yeah. this. Yeah, he's the only child. What are we talking about? I mean, like you don't see Nas doing this. You don't see Jay doing this. You don't even see Beyonce. Like, so let's talk about that, people, because Beyonce literally... Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce are perfect examples Perfect examples Beyonce and Jay-Z don't get on the socials Nope And they purposely Remove themselves Because when we do speak musically I want the album to speak for itself Mm -hmm. You know what I mean And that's kind of where I think it's it's important I want the album to speak for itself Um I didn't pull this clip until I just thought about it just now. But Denzel, he was in this interview with Jamie Foxx. And Denzel speaks about how um, when, you know, excuse me, Jamie asked him, like, we don't ever see you, like, in the tabloids. And, you know, Denzel's like, I'm from the old school of music, I mean, old school of um, film. I don't feel like people need to hear from me or, you know, need to be be, um, involved in my presence. Unless they see me on film. That's where I think, you know, because otherwise I feel like the message gets diluted about who I am as a person. You don't need to see what, what I got going on. You don't need all this other stuff for you to pay attention to who I am. I want you to focus on my work, not focus on me. Focus on the work. Guys, I understand everything you're saying. This guy is selling puffy jackets with no zipper and pockets. He's the and king he's of the hype beast. Out. He's selling shirts with holes in them. Instantly. 
His shoes are leaving. They, they are gone the minute they are up for sale. Like, I have, I have the Adidas Confirm app, right? And there you get it's a raffle off. You don't even you can't even buy the shoes. You have to get a raffle. And then you you lucky if you you know what I'm saying? Like, Rob's face well, is like he's not impressed. <laughs> Rob, Rob, <laughs> Look at her. Listen, if y'all can see Rob's face. <laughs> I'm not impressed either with any of the, the 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 I don't buy any of this clothes. I already told you I'm a sweatpants and t-shirt guy. I can't afford that stuff. I got two kids, man. But I say that to say all of this spectacle. It's always been there. Yeah. And we keep saying he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to do it. Maybe he's been doing this so long. He don't know nothing else. Like, like we keep like, that's the thing. Like we, we we're wanting somebody to change his technique of doing things, but it's been working for so long. Why change it? You know what it, it speaks to me because though? Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm comparing him to his peers. And his peers are Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna. No. Um, those those are his Nas. Those are his peers, in a sense. Um, or any or even you can dig a little deeper into like, you know, others that were in the rap game in the early two thousands. Those individuals that were in the rap game in the early two thousands that are still making new music they're dropping in the middle of the night who who what do you what do you literally who? i mean although j cole had a two-week promo but j, j. cole not, he's not he's not no j cole is not he's his, no he's he's kanye's son but you know what though at the same time to that point though to that point like you okay let's go let's go walk let's walk it back Kanye is at a place in his career to where I think this is where people have a problem with his with his albums. In the beginning, he was identifiably Kanye with his album. His sound was very much Kanye. And he was a mm. culture shifter. You know, especially those first three. And even 808. And then Mark, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. But it was yeah. like it started is it started around my the, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That was a feature heavy album. As perfect as that album was, as great as the album was, it was feature heavy. The previous albums weren't so feature heavy, and I felt like it was that that moment. Even you know, with everything going on in his life, it's like he almost lost who he was, and so this. So this album, let me just finish this part, Ken. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. So this album, just as you saw my life, uh, 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 the life of Pablo or whatnot, I felt like where Kanye in the past was great at being a cultural tastemaker and he pushed the culture, this album on some realm felt like he was writing, he was too much a cultural wave writer. Like the sounds, like he enveloped. You start, you heard that in the life of Pablo. Like it didn't push the culture forward. Like does this album push the culture forward? No, I don't think so. It's a good album, but it's 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 what Drake is good at. Drake is not. Yeah. He Drake doesn't push the culture forward. Drake rides. He's a culture wave rider, and he's great at hearing great sounds, and it's great at writing that 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 culture. But once Drake done with the wave, he moves on to another wave. He goes to a different beach, and. For someone as incredible as Kanye, 
we a creative it, genius who we've called a creative genius right in the past who you know who you call the creative genius we expect him to not be a cultural wave writer but to be someone who created the wave but that's the problem right there i'm just giving that you was, the, i'm just giving you the kamara williams opinion i didn't say that was the right opinion no what i'm saying is we're saying we we but let's back up what is kanye first what is he first? He's an artist. What a producer? A producer? Yes. Producer. Just leave it at that. He's, He's an artist. Guy. He's an artist, bro. He's an artist. No, 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 no. Kanye is a producer first. Okay. Kanye is a like before what Kanye was doing with Rockefeller was producing records. Okay, giving them fire after fire after fire. He was producer. He's a producer first. Okay, he tell you five beats every day, whole summer. Yeah. Five, be- five beats a day for three summers. I'm supposed to do these numbers. I love that line. You know what I'm saying? So he's a producer first. Yeah. Right? So I can understand when you say a lot of stuff is feature heavy. Because again, and this is what I'm getting at. I don't like Playboy Cardi. He made me listen to Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Okay. He okay. bought, the, he bought one, Little Dirk has one of the realest verses ever. On this track, on this album, where you like, damn, it kind of feel, I kind of feel bad for Dirk right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't like drill music; it's not my thing. But Fabio Frigo, whatever his name is, Fabio Foreign, Fabio Foreign, yeah. Thank you. I mean, he, and I know we keep he he's producing these. Like there's people on here who's never sounded this good on their own record. Okay. And that's what Kanye does. Now I understand it's feature heavy. Cool. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Listen, Nicki Minaj has one of the her she has best two she has two ever. dope verses on, on that album. Like the shit probably and she eclipsed the album with her verse. And then yeah. secondly, and then there's Ross's verse. That's what I'm saying. On Devil Were Devil in a Blue Dress. Again, what Kanye does that we people keep forgetting, yeah, he raps, but he's a producer first. He's going to make you sound amazing. He's going to make you work. And the problem is he's tweaking. Who you know who does that? A lot of tweaking and never puts out an album. And nobody don't say nothing to me. Dr. Anymore? Dre. Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know why we don't get Dr. Dre album? Because he's always hearing that that don't sound. Right. That don't sound right. That don't so, sound right. Ken, let me ask you, because uh, I scrolled through the comments and a criticism that I saw about this album was somebody said, this is a DJ Khaled album. Mm. No. The reason they say that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why, why, but but that... Yeah, I, I, I'm... Why do you feel like... What's your rebuttal to that to that um, comment that this is basically you're producing a compilation, a gospel compilation album. Yeah. That's basically what you did here. Yeah, with him rapping on it, he still has verse on every song now. Uh huh. He does have. He has a verse in every song. So and just he, because he put some, he laid some nah, vocals no, no. down. No, no, no. The difference between this and DJ Khaled is the cohesiveness of this album. 
Your Cal album is not cohesive, dog. It's just a bunch of tracks. I I agree. Cal is, I, okay. I I understand that. There, it's I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, just like that one Drake album that had like he said it's not an album, it's a playlist, and I was like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because this shit was terrible. Yeah, uh, Scorpion. It's a fucking playlist. No, oh no, no, it's not Scorpion. The one before Scorpion. Um. Views from the six. View from the six. No, 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 no. Now you're gonna make me go to freaking Drake. If you're reading this, no, Jesus. <laughs> well, so, but, well <laughs> now I gotta go to Drake catalog. albums. But here's the thing. Oh, more life. Oh, more oh life. yeah, I listened to that like three times total. <laughs> <laughs> more life would say it's not a, it's not an album. It's a, it's a playlist, and I'm like, so, oh, okay. All right, thank you for that. Thank you for bye, whatever bye. the hell that is. Yeah, he gave you he gave you a Spotify list, but um, what I'm saying is, when when people say okay, you know why they say that because it's a bunch of artists on there, right? Right. But right. you never feel like these songs don't work. Like you may not like certain songs, but you never say the song doesn't work for the album. Like yeah. DJ Khaled, it's just a bunch of different songs on. It's a compilation. It is a. Com- I get what you're saying because with Kanye's album, there's still a flow. To yeah. that album. It was, and even though the even transitions though on his album were artists. great, the transitions were great on his album. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a nice flow to the album. So yes, I think that's a that's a valid counterpoint to yeah. the DJ Khaled comment that this isn't a compilation, this isn't a mixtape album. This is like this is a body of work. And it he, still is a body of work. Just a lot of friends are here with this body of work. The, what I what I liked about okay, this is also why I think Tyler Crater's album is the album of the year. His album flows seamlessly. Before you like seriously, like you'll you'll be on track one and you'll get to track nine. You don't even realize you're on track nine. Like the, and that's what Tyler does. The album does do that. Yes, no. Tyler's album. I, I like you listen to it and you're like, damn, I, what track am I on again? Like I'm only on track six. Like you know, like it just it's a seamless album. It just goes it just goes right through. Um, and I just love that about his album. You oh, know, yeah. definitely, definitely, and and you know, hey. Still, my second favorite album. I know, I know. We because you know, you know, J Cole is. is I still, still got J Cole number one, but yeah. but it's a strong, strong number two. Don't yeah. get me, don't get it wrong. Right. I, I I think I, and and you know what? That brings me to to the next point of like, so this kind. So oh, I know so you're gonna go talk. with this. I know you are you gonna say? Can we evaluate as a hip hop album? Yeah, well, one, can we evaluate it as a hip-hop album? And even if we don't evaluate it as a hip-hop album, just overall albums that we enjoyed the most this year. Okay, can, with, we, can, we, know, not, can we do that put it? Can we do that next? Because I'm, I'm still on my Kanye okay. trash part. Yeah, go, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, here's why I think it's also trash. Like, Ken, I know you were a fan of this, the, the all the merchandising. And I just felt like it just, it was not tasteful to me. It's not tape like when they were saying, "Oh, he made thirty million dollars on this, you know, this entire tour." And I'm like, "Bro, like they literally in the midst of a, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. People, you know, are getting ready to lose their homes because the rent moratorium is going to be lifted. Like promoting how great your genius are because you, you, you are a um, Forbes crowned seven point seven billion, uh, 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 seven point seven worth billionaire, uh, uh, worth seven point seven million billion dollars." And he's. I made thirty million dollars by doing a listening. It's like that shit don't impress me. Like it's you so making very more selfish. You making yeah. It felt like it's just like you making more money on a listening tour does not move the needle for me. Like so. Right. You, you, so a rich man 
making more money off of a carnival doesn't move it. And then to the point where, like, the merchandise, like, it was like, you know, he, there was an article written how Kanye changed the game by making merchandising as a form of concert. It was like, it was like, come on, man. Like, it's just get back to the music. Like, that's and trash. And it like, like $20 a hot dog. Like, it was just nachos for $25, $30. It, like, it smacked, it smacked of, like, it just very, an ultra consumerism capitalism. It was like, it was just like, bro, like, come on, chill. Like, that's where I was like, it's not about the music anymore. It's about, it's not, it's now becoming this thing of how much money can I make? If I made $30 million off the, you know, you know, people say this is genius. How he make, he made money without dropping an album. Like that's not, that's actually bad form. Cause I don't want to yeah. get into that space where artists do this shit. Like that's not what I'm I'm here for. I want artists to make money, but not I want artists to be taking advantage of people, of their interests. Cause that's where I have a problem with it. You yeah, know? exactly. I, I'm 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 in the same space. I did not like the p- packing out um, football stadiums during a pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, right? All right, packing out football stadiums in a pandemic, charging an arm and a leg to people that you know probably have you know percentage of these people probably haven't even been working since the pandemic started and you're charging them an arm and a leg and and ticket prices and for you know let's let's just call it call it you know uh whatever you called it earlier about the visual effects of it and everything it was it was a lazy presentation let's just call it what it was you call it artistic. I call it lazy. They say, well, I mean, people thought it was that. I know a few people that went to these things and they say it was an amazing experience. Going okay. There. Inside, they okay. said it was an amazing experience. And then I don't want to take away from people who actually were interested in going and bought tickets. And I wouldn't say like, I just, I, I it, would rather sorry, had, I'm, have I'm, been. I'm, if I'm it was, coming from, I'm coming from a perspective where I've been to a Kanye concert. I went to um, Kanye concerts where, I mean, he's got lights going. Yeah. It's just fireworks. It's all he's going all out in just bringing a show, just bringing a top notch quality show. So when I stream in and I see this listening party and you're two hours late to and and everything and I'm just like how selfish and how conceited are you for you to like, why are you still on this time? So let's talk about kids. Just walk, continue to walk in like Kanye's selfishness. And, you know, because um, there's an, there's a track on his album where Kanye is notorious for not paying creatives. He's notorious for not mm-hmm. paying. Producers. I heard about this. He's not, yep. he's, he's notorious and, you know, promoting his wealth and in promoting how he's making money on merchandising. And yet I can't divorce from the fact that you are also the same artist who doesn't give credit. And I want to actually um, play a clip. I'm going to lace this by playing a clip first, and then we'll get into what this clip is actually about. Yeah. 
your arms around with your mercy so you know that clip actually is um sliced from a uh, an artist um creative she created this uh went viral did over a million views um gospel she sung a gospel clip like 10 years ago pronounce her name shinseya shinseya yeah um I want to give her proper due. I want to give her proper respect, like Shinseya or however you pronounce her name. Like, yeah, that that when I heard about this, this was kind of shady. This rubbed me the wrong way, too. Right. And so he legit and she said, I want to thank everyone who congratulated me on the Donda album. However, I had no knowledge of this beforehand. It would have been nice to know before the album came out. And it just said, guys, who does this voice sound like to you? And so like he took some a black creatives uh, a voice put it on his album often hyped album didn't want to give credit didn't want to give her credit didn't want to but you know what he had the audacity he wanted to bring out Marilyn Manson to his Chicago show he wanted to give bring out the baby to his Chicago show but he don't want to give credit to the creatives who are helping his album and so that's my problem we're in a space now in this world where we want to give black creatives their flowers we want sure. to make sure we reward them. And you, as a black creative, should know better. And it's like shame on you. Shame on you for doing that. Shame on you for trying to take advantage of your prestige. Because I know it's the music industry is predatory, and that's the way we're at in this space. You know, but, you know, to, you for t- to, take over, to take someone's vocal, a black woman's vocal, a black person's vocal, and put it on your album for the consumer, for, this, for the consumption of the world. And, you know, God knows how many times he's done that. And you know how many it's 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 an artist's dream. I can just imagine an right, artist's to be featured dream on for yeah. millions, millions and millions of people to hear their voice and right. to consume their voice and want to say to themselves, I don't know who that young lady is, but I like her voice and I want to hear more of her. Right. Let me look her up and find out where I can find, and especially today's time, you can easily just I, I do it all the time. I hear somebody's new voice on a song or on a, on a rap, and I'm like, yo, I like that. I like that. I like whoever's singing the hook right there. What's their name? I'm going to go into my search bar right now and find if they've got any other music that I might like. Right. And to strip that away from this young lady is very disheartening. Right. I was very disappointed to hear this story. Her, her, name, her name is Bree um, Bobineau. And okay. so, um, it's a, and she's a gospel singer, and so I, I just want to give her proper uh, flowers on that. But it's it's this disconcerting because you often hear artists and you see them on Twitter. They say, "Yeah, Kanye, you know, asked me to write for this album. I didn't get proper credit. I I, I did a produce. I produced or I did, I mixed on the album. I didn't get proper credit. I was on this particular song. I didn't get proper credit." I was told I was going to get a ver- Soldier Boy went off. Oh, Soldier Boy went off. He said Soldier you know. Boy went off on Kanye. He said he was supposed to be on um, on one of the tracks. Did later verse right? Kanye texted him said, "Yo, I like it. I'm gonna put it on the track." And sure enough, comes out he's not on the track. So Soldier Boy has been going off on him. Um, I'm not sure how much truth it is to it, but there was supposed to actually be a verse 
on the um cut with Chris Brown. Yeah. But all he did was just lay the background vocals. And he, and he called and, and Chris Brown and called verse. him a, a, a called him a hoe. Kind of mm-hmm. a whole hoe. You know, and yep. so like it's just a that's a character flaw. Yeah. In of itself. And that's where I'm again evaluating it from the sphere of this is why the project is trash because it's it it's incomplete. It's incomplete mm-hmm. and if you're going to go into the space of utilizing all these features, get proper credit. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. he's and it was weird because he gave credit it's like thirty something credits on his album. So <laughs> what's why didn't you want to do credit on this one? What made you say what what was the cutoff? Yeah, like what was the what was going on what was the cutoff? And so I I I I prop my problem here and then it goes into like just when you evaluate this album as an incomplete body of work and you know, maybe he would have been better served if he would have just stripped it down to like twelve, thirteen tracks. Yeah. And if you can't yeah. you're not gonna get clearance. I'm just gonna make twelve, thirteen, fourteen tracks of just great songs and the others are just on a cutting room floor. But I'm putting out twenty plus songs, some of them like eight, nine minutes long. And, you know, it's still unfinished. That's the problem. That's in in the innate issue within this evaluation of this album. Can you've been awfully quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me ask you something else. If you take fifty percent, if you take half of the um rap verses off of majority of these songs. Do you look at this album differently? I, you know what? Weirdly enough, did some of the songs on here where he's just, it's just solely him are some of the best tracks on the album? Okay, you know, yeah. like I, I agree. Some of them are. Some of them are. Yeah, like you know, I. That's where it pains me. Like you didn't need a lot of verses. so many. You didn't need mm-hmm. so many because you there are some songs you could have carried yourself. You didn't have to. You didn't need someone to carry you. And and I think that's very true. I, I, and I brought that up because that was a criticism that I saw was that if you strip away, if you strip away the, um, the rap, the, the features, like, isn't this just like, yay, isn't this just like the yay album or, yeah. or the, um, Yeezus, isn't this just basically the Yeezus album? If you strip away, no, it's not like Yeezus. Yeezus, was sonic, Yeezus was sonically different. Yeezus was a, yeah. yeah. Yeezus was sounded yeah. very different, but yeah. But the I, I understand, but yeah, I can make say, was, yeah, yeah. You know, you strip away so many of these dope, dope verses that are being laid by these by these talented artists, these talented rappers. Like, what do you what do you really rate this album at? Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, Ken, you've been awfully quiet. I don't know if you're Ken is upset now because we were dogging this boy out for like the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he killed his boy. Ken Ken is like, you know what, I'm taking my ball and going home. And I'm going home. <laughs> so, you know, um so let me let you know let's let's actually talk about the fact of how this album like do we rate it as a hip hop album? Yeah. I don't. You I don't, it's it's I'm not I'm not going to rate this along with other hip hop albums. There's a lot of hip it's it's hip hop focused and centered with a but it's still even the mood it puts me in, the mindset that it puts me in. Yeah. It puts me it put me in a mindset that I get, like you said, when I listen to Kirk Franklin. Yeah. 
It put me in a similar mindset when I listened to Lecrae. Mm -hmm. It put me in that kind of mind frame. When I think forward of when I'm going to listen to this album, I'm going to be listening to this album on Sundays. Mm. I'm going and I'm not going to find myself listening. I'm not going to put this album on when I'm on my way to Uptown Charlotte. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm not going to do. Um you're not going to hear me listen to it back to back with Tyler. You're not going to hear me listen to it back to back with J. Cole, Belly, none of that. Right. So for me, and that's why I started this pod off saying it is a good contemporary Christian album. So I actually felt like this album, um, in my opinion, I, first of all, there's genius in this album. Like you strip away a lot of the histrionics and everything. There's genius. And I think that's what mm -hmm. you have. To, there's, there's genius there. And I think that's how we look at the art. Like, remove all the extracurricular there's art there's there's genius within there um and i think that's the thing though he doesn't um he doesn't allow you to do that because you're you're forced and maybe that's what art is you're, you actually have to force yourself to get past the veneer of everything mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah i mean so I don't know. Do you do you look at it as a hip hop album in, in no, your mind? It's just, yeah. I don't. You know, I don't look at it as a hip hop album, and I think that's where it is. Like I, I, I what I found fascinating about this um, album is yeah. that it. Oh, Ken's back. Oh yeah, Ken's welcome, back. Okay, welcome Ken Ken's back because he was. We thought you took your ball and went home. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Y'all, y'all was disparaging my boy. I was, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm cool with it, no, no. But I do understand what you guys are talking about because he's done the the taking artists material and giving them their proper due after the fact when somebody comes at them. Yeah. So that's uh, trash. Yeah. You know, I was listening. I was. Just, I just had to. I had to do a couple of things real quick. But yeah, no, no. I. That's the one thing that does bother me because you too. You too great for that. You don't have to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, know, great you don't have to do that. Just, I mean, because people will be, they will be willing to give you stuff. They're going to give it to you. Yeah. You're too great. You know, for you're it. Kanye. But that, that goes into what I said, this. though, Ken. Like, you're too great. That's why I said in the beginning. You're too great for all this. You did, you just proved my point. Thank you for coming back on my side. Because you literally just made uh, my point for me. But, but, there ain't but no again, buts. I, that's always been my issue with him, too. Like, bro, you. That part of it, the, the artistry of not, because he does give credit to some people, but he doesn't give credit to everybody. And like, you know, like somebody, I think came to him earlier, you know, it's capitalistic. If I can get it for free, I'm going to get it for free. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Until I have to pay you. Then I'm going to pay you, but, you know, it, it, but he looks bad in the media and this and that and, you know. And then, like you said, the Mar bringing Marilyn Manson out, I don't know what that was about. I, even I was like, what? And he, he was supposed to be on the album. He was supposed to be on the album, and, and then Universal, you know, didn't clear it. So it was yeah. just, you know, what I will say this, man, like, I, what this album did, though, it it made me think, it made me pontificate about how are we supposed to evaluate art and how are we supposed to evaluate this album. Like, that, I think that's where it put me in the space of. Like, Take off the lens of a hip hop culturist and look at it through an art culturist, and that's where I think we, you know, and what do I view this this beautiful disaster? The rollout, the, the rollout was a disaster, you know. Um, 
the but no matter the art was beautiful. The art was beautiful in a sense that it's a very it speaks to who he what where he's at in his life. Mm. That's where the art's beautiful because it's it's still an incomplete work, and it it would have been gorgeous if he would have just had more self control. You know, and really develop and de- and really gave you a a linear message. Because I think that's where it is. Like the message, and maybe that's what art is. Maybe we're supposed to actually create the message within the within the album. You know what? Yeah. At, at, at this point in my life, I consume music differently than I did in my twenties. From the sense of it's not even as black and white as rap, hip hop, R and B, country, top forty. Like I don't even consume alternative. I don't even consume music like that anymore. For now, lately, it's been more about what kind of mood am I in? You know, yeah. what kind of what's my mental space at this time? And mm-hmm. you know, um, Kamar and I always joke about Drake. And everything, and and I told him like, yeah, I'm just as much anticipating this Drake album as I did this Kanye album, but I'm equally anticipating the Kendrick album. That's as much as the Drake album. That's the one (laughs) because I know that each of them fulfill a different space, yeah, in a different mood that I'm in. Um. You know, I if anything, you can maybe say that like J. Cole and Kendrick kind of engulf the same space. They operate in the same me. world, right? They're a little closer. Their yeah. worlds are a little closer yeah. compared. But Kanye, especially this Kanye, this Kanye and a Drake and a Kendrick are three completely different worlds for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that's a good, but that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that's a very good thing. It's a very good thing, um, because, because it, go ahead, go ahead again. We don't need, we don't need the same. Like, I appreciate different sounds. I appreciate an artist doing something different from the next guy. Yeah. And there was there was a good period of of what two three years where literally everybody sounded the same. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was harmonizing and. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but okay, everybody's a singer now, and then you're a singer rapper harmonizing with auto tune, and everybody sounds the same. You're either a, a version of Young Thug. They're all future clones, right? At yeah. one point, yeah. Like, look, I don't like Future. I don't think you know that he's not my type of music. But what I'm saying is, that if, if we're gonna give credit to some, somebody that's starting a wave, Future started something that that. Has has ran its course for a while. It's it's ran its course like three years ago, but the people are still uh, on it. You're strong, yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, and I, yeah. Is Kanye hip hop? I don't know. Is it gospel? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? But is it good music? Is the question. Uh, shout right. out to his shout out to his label. <laughs> oh, I just tried to do that. <laughs> I know. Look, look, look at, Look, boy, look at me. I didn't try to do that. Yeah. Look at you. Look at, look at you, Ken. <laughs> and, so, and so that's why, to bring it around full circle, that's why I'm not going to say this is a bad hip hop. This is a bad album. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not putting it just in a, in a hip hop 
category. I'm not putting it in the same category as Tyler and J. Cole. I, I slid it to in listening to it in the hour and 45 minutes it took to listen to it. Yeah. I slid it into a completely <laughs> different category. Right. Yeah. So let me give you our final thoughts. Ken, you go first and then Rob and then I'll, I'll, I'll follow behind. So go ahead and Ken, your final thoughts. For me, I'm just, I'm just happy I got new music from Kanye. That's my biggest thing. I got new music. Um, I can throw this in into the rotation. Like Rob said earlier, I could pick 10 songs out of here that are my favorite and throw that into the rotation. We got good, we got, we got some good quality music to listen to until the next album comes out and from whoever artist that is. And that's my biggest thing. I just love good music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at in my, that's where I'm at in my life right now. I don't care who's giving me the good music. I just want good music. Yeah. And good or bad, bad rollout, crazy life, remarrying Kim, whatever it is, at the end of the day, Kanye has given me something good to listen to until somebody else comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will echo one of my previous comments um, that this album and Kanye gave me something that put me in a a mental space, a different mental space, a spiritual mental space. Um, like we talked about earlier, I, I, yeah, I'm one of those new contemporary Christians, whatever you want to call us, that don't go to church every Sunday. Um, but at the same time, I'm very faith-based. I'm a very faith-based man. Um, and I walk it and, and, and talk it, but just because I don't walk into a church every day doesn't mean I'm any less of it. And uh, my wife and I will tell you, like, on a normal basis on Sundays, you know, we clean up, we clean the house and everything, and we'll have, you know, gospel music, Christian music going through the speakers throughout the house at that time. Um, also for our son to in, engulf into it also. And for me, that's what I see myself spending the most time um, playing this Kanye album, playing Donda. Um, even further, uh, I, I'm going to say, hey, Kanye, I appreciate there not being any curse words on this album also because I can listen to it in the car with my son. That's another thing to consider. Right. You know, I feel comfortable listening to this album in the car with my son and him just getting whatever he can and out of it. And then, you know, and not worrying about, oh, is they going to drop an F-bomb or talk about some woman's private parts in the process? Like a lot of hip hop music, because I love hip hop. But there are parts of hip hop that I don't want my son to quite consume at his age also. So overall, hey, Kanye, appreciate what you provided. You know, I, um, it's not going to be at the top of album of the year for me. Um, I'm going to consume it in certain spaces. But hey, appreciate you uh, giving me some new music. Right. So I'll say all this. Like, one thing I credit this album for is putting me as Rob so eloquently said, it puts you in a different space and it forced me to look at the album, not through the lens of a hip hop connoisseur, but through a music connoisseur and more importantly, through an artistic connoisseur. And maybe that was purposeful. Maybe that's why his concerts are performance art. Maybe he, it, it forced you to not look at me like it's a regular hip hop album, you know, because everything he's done is not hip hop. 
mm-hmm. right? It's done with the design to create a conversation about what is art and how do we evaluate art? And is it proper to say to us that this art is good and this art is bad and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all fair game. Because when you put yourself through a median to be evaluated, everything is fair game. But it's also fair game to say that, you know, interpretation is on a deeply personal level. And that's really what this album is. It's a very personal album. You know, it speaks strictly to his relationship, not only to God, but to his mother. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know, that is where I want to keep the album. That's why I want to place it. Does it knock in the club? No. Does it ride out in the car? It depends where you're going. And I think that's where it is. It depends where you're going. That's in life. It depends where you're going. And where is Kanye going? In his adulthood, in his maturation, that's the open question. Where are we going? As a human being, as a instantaneous culture, where are we going? That's the ultimate question. And then where are you going as far as your own personal development? And when you can answer those questions, then I think you can give the proper statement on how to evaluate this album. So with that being said, I'm actually going to play my favorite part uh, track on the album, but it's also with an artist who, you know, for lack of a better term, had all this hype around him. Then he dropped an album, never really came, never really, didn't really live live up to the hype. But, you know, still had an indelible effect in the culture and almost to a mythic status. Um, that guy is Jay Electronica. And I felt like, to my part, he had the best bars on the album. Agree. Oh, okay. Let me tell you something real quick. I had to listen to Jay Electronica like four times to, to get it. Yeah. He's spent a lot of bars in a short amount of time. If you're not listening, you're missing a lot. He's spent a lot of bars in the 75 seconds. <laughs> he's spent a lot of bars. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to highlight it. So I'm going to, with that being said, we're going to ride out. Thank you all for listening to Uncultured Bias podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share this podcast if you haven't done so already. Rate it on Apple. And um, I thank y'all. I thank y'all. I thank y'all for listening. And for my boy, Lyndon Carter, I promise you, we're going to get the podcast that we did the other day. I'm not going to say what we did because I don't want people copying what we, the, you know, the the, uh, the content. Um, but it's a fire podcast. It may not come out next week either because Drake is coming and we're going to have to definitely do a review of that. So with that being said, shout out to Jay Electronica and we're going to ride out. Tell me if you know someone that needs True and living God, the beneficent, the merciful. Thank you for bringing me up the rough side of the mountain like earth through. Every knee bowed and every tongue confessed and paid homage to the monk who visit Rothschilds like the loneliest dead Pananica. It's J. Elect Antondronica coming through your monitor. Back from the great and yonder, the son of man and the son of Donda. I never rode the Jicks or the R6 or the Honda, but I flew my Ducati through North America like Wakanda. Earthquakes will strike this nation for what Bush did to Rwanda, what the Clintons did to Haiti and Downing Street did to Ghana. It's a postland, they call me I shake the tectonic plates of the game if I lay one vocal The God is interstellar while you fellas remain local My bars is like the pyramid
pyramid temples of Paco Volta. As sure as the DOJ confirmed Ezekiel's will, I can change the world like I cool with two pieces of steel. My sword on my microphone, I swore to the Christ stone. But when you great, they wanna say you took a L, Jose Castillo. I'm in the fight here, fight here for what seemed like light years. My rugged cross and thorny crown squeeze out Christ tears. Thirty pieces of silver clout, my Pierre Price tear. It's a war outside, it's a war outside. It's like the last days of Solomon and Gamora outside. Tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus.